Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Scrum Under Siege. My name's Jack, that's Doug. Hello! (laughs) We're Scrum Masters and we dig it. Hey, before we get into our topic, we just want to thank our sponsors, so I'll start off. Okay, Doug, it's your turn. Ourselves. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) Thanks, sponsors. Anyways, the topic for the day is Velocity Schmolosity. Um, The reason why we're talking about this is because... Everybody in this business knows that velocity is the grail. The holiest of grails. The holiest of grails when you're talking about agile metrics and measurements and all sorts of stuff. We understand velocity is good, right? You use it to release plan. You use it to sprint plan. Hell, you even use it when you're doing retros with your teams. That's what it's meant to be. But um, try to stay away from reporting on it. And I think we talked about that before, right? Yeah, and most people, 99% of you are going to get in a situation that is outside your control. Yep. And you're going to be asked to report on it, and it kind of is what it is. Knowing, like, that's usually the golden rule, don't report on it, but there's a caveat. So Mm -hmm. do your best, and then in that case, try to, like, limit it and do anything crazy. So some of the things that I I was telling Jack about, but, you know, this week I actually was watching a demo for one of these software tools. They'll go unnamed, Mm -hmm. but basically they're trying to perfect velocity. They're trying to perfect everything that you would need to do across a program, portfolio, products, and really highlight here are the things that you can do to make everything look pretty. So How dare they? Yeah, how dare they? I was shocked. So I was watching it. (laughs) Um, They were going through, they said, set your team velocity. So if you put 35 points, they're like, great, now... We'll pull in your backlog and you have all these stories. So one thing we'll do for you is we'll give you this capability to put in a point on your on your blank stories. Mm-hmm. So average out your stories. And then if you had two, you put two on every one of them. No, don't do that. That's should I use the data part? Like you should use your team. It should be high level. You should really try to yeah. work on that exercise yourself. Like don't try to perfect that. Another thing going into that is they use like what are the holidays? Like as if you can plan perfectly that people are going to be out and plan your capacity. And it, it pulled in everything from like, here's what's going to be in your sprint. Here's when your next release is going to be. It's doing it for you. And it's looking super, super pretty on paper. And I was telling Jack this. It's basically waterfall in, in just disguise. That sounds like those program that's trying to play God with Agile and Scrum. You can't do that. <laughs> well, you love that it had red, yellow, green. <laughs> yeah, those are great colors. Yes. So, you know, looking at all that, like, you can't make this pretty. Like, it's just a base guess off of it, and your velocity changed and should fluctuate. Anyone that tells you that it's going to stay the same, you know, it's probably, it's going to happen for some teams. Yep. But yep. The, the 90% of us are going to have fluctuating velocity, and there's a lot of things that are false positives that we're going to get into. Exactly. It's filled with, that's the, that's what we want to talk about is, hey, velocity is cool. Use it for what you need it for. Um, if you can get to a place where, hey, it's all beautiful, happy path, that's great. But velocity is filled with false positives. It can be very deceptive. And here's a lot of the things that make it deceptive. So I'll start. Okay. Fine. Fine. Okay. Awesome. Uh, just if you're going to try to compare teams with velocity, that's not going to work. There's a lot of reasons for that. You know, hey, uh, I know for a fact teams use different um, estimation tools. My teams, I'm a big Fibonacci guy. I like that guy. He he seemed pretty smart. So I like doing the one, two, three, five, eight, whatnot. Doug, you do it a little differently. Yeah, we use Pokemon. We actually use <laughs> different types of Pokemon based on size and weight to estimate. And that's something like 
doesn't mean anything to anyone else. No. But you, when they go yeah. Scyther, you're like, oh. Yep. So I like <laughs> using the classic <laughs> Renaissance um, Fibonacci and Doug likes using Pokemon. And, and that's okay. Or you can use Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a good one, too. Voldemort, it's too big for the sprint. Do yeah. not let him in. We want Ron's and maybe Hermione's. Hermione's? Hermione. Hermione yeah. Granger. Yeah. She's cool. <laughs> so anyways, you have that. You have, uh, you know, hey, the teams can just be different sizes. Um, I scrum master two different teams right now, and they're different sizes. You know, so of course they're going to get different amounts of work done. Different sizes, different needs, that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, even going into the team skill set, right? You have the veteran rookies. Like, mm-hmm. you have people that have been around the industry for a while and, you know, either can pick up on it and, and know what's, like, the right answer in terms of here's how I feel. If I'm saying a five, here's why, because I'm looking at the story completely done, done. But, like, you could get a rookie, and, and this is something that, you know, I've seen time and time again. Like, they want to prove themselves a lot of times. Yep. And they'll take on a lot of work and you're just not setting yourself up for success. So that will shift a little bit. And I think one of the things that has really changed teams in the past, you know, just kind of looking at it is you have people that really, really, really are good with like the product and just like know that application in and out or know that content or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like every single reason behind the decisions. Yep. They're just a walking just fountain of information and they, they might not be the best developer they might not be the best uh qa person but they know that product inside and out and you don't sit and spin it doesn't matter what team they go on but if they have that background and yep. they they can help those other developers anyways and, and and the thing i think that people discount a little bit too is sometimes you have built-in skill sets that are so good like people are so good at what they do yeah from a from a just a craft so if they're a front-end developer, if they're content, they're in marketing, like some people are just, you know, hands above the rest, more talented. Yep. And that can help move your team along because like they can end up picking up other stories for the sprint and pick up leeway and help other developers and, and in that, or software engineers or network engineers. So it really depends on your structure, but that's something that I've seen. doesn't happen very often depending on what market you're in, but yeah, but it can happen. So if a team's loaded with that, they're going to get a, they're going to get a hundred Pokemon done. <laughs> you know, and the other team is going to get two Voldemorts done. They shouldn't be compared. It's apples and oranges, right? I mean, you also have, you know, product difficulty. And what I mean by that, that means a lot by that, right? You could have a team working on a product or a project to, you know, for you know, five, six, seven months. And they're in that side of the pool all day long, every day for several months. They're going to feel comfortable doing this stuff. Whereas um, maybe you have another team, and this has happened to several of my teams because my teams do a lot of small, quick projects. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know, great, we just delivered something, and here's a new thing that's coming our way. And it's like, oh, we got to start over again. And all of a sudden, they're like, eh, you know, we're, we're not getting a lot of stories done. We're not getting a lot of Rons or Harry Potters done in the sprint because they're learning, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I always like to compare it to like, if it just helps you for a reference point, are you re trying to build Amazon? So if you're trying to build Amazon with that infrastructure that's already built out and companies will try to do this, they'll try to mimic that or Netflix. And those are super complicated initiatives. And your team might have been building Salesforce integrations and it has nothing to do with that. Now they're asked to do this, no background, no knowledge and velocity just drops in half. Yeah. And that happens with your own initiatives on your team. Like something might be a little bit easier. Yep. 
and then you shift, yep. like you're saying. This happens on the teams I'm on too as well. And I think in addition to that, like you, it depends on the, you know, the product you're working on overall. Like you have your software products, yep. you have your content. So if you're delivering content for brochures and other things, you have your marketing piece of it. What are the marketing campaigns? Where are you marketing? Things like that. But infrastructure, infrastructure is a different game altogether, right? You're talking about server setup or cloud setup, or maybe you're part of DevOps. Like those things are all different. Like people are going to be challenged with different things that are mm-hmm. complex in their own environment outside of just software. So there, there, those velocities between those two teams might be a little different. Not a big deal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Nobody cares. Well, somebody cares, but yeah. most people shouldn't care because you're trying to focus on at the end of the day that product you're delivering which we've referenced in a lot of our podcasts focusing on the delivery of when you're going to deliver um another kind of type of um kind of velocity schmolasty thing is is when you're not really comparing teams but let's say it's it's just a team and things could be running fine and you feel like you're dialed in dialed in on your velocity and all of a sudden um ah, you make a mistake you miss some things you don't see things clear enough and then all of a sudden, some outside dependencies creep into your sprint. And then all of a sudden, bam, sprint takes a nosedive. Don't deliver quite what you think. Maybe it's not a... You get zero done. You can get zero done too. <laughs> well, um, I guess, yes, we, we can. Uh, yes, so let's say that happens, right? Or you get uh, five done or 10 done or 20, who knows what. It's not a disaster, but all of a sudden, eh, your velocity isn't what it used to be. That can happen. It happens. Vendors. Vendors are notorious for this one, too. You get all that work done. You're ready to go. You're like, yeah, we feel good about this. Mm -hmm. And then that last minute, you realize all your stories are dependent on this one item, and the vendor didn't send it, and none of your stuff works. Yep. And you got a lot done that sprint, but you didn't deliver it. Not completely done. Not a shippable product. Exactly, right? You could also have, and everybody who's listening to this has to relate to this, if you if you can't relate to this one, contact us and let us know because we'd like to talk to you about that. You could have poor environments. Your environments could go down. Either all of a sudden your coders can't code or they can't deploy their code to a little higher up development or may, uh, environment or maybe the testers can't test. Um, you know, Obviously, that's going to affect your team velocity. You can't really control that, can you? Yeah, the Scrum Masters can start talking to people about it, rattle some cages. Doug likes to rattle cages. And time to time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that can happen. Right. Um, you could also have, uh, you know, PTO comes into play. You got your number all dial in. Yeah, everything's cool. We're delivering 50 a sprint. That's great. We're delivering a couple Hagrids, a couple Voldemorts. And then all of a sudden, hey, a couple people go on vacation. They go to a tennis tournament. They go to the beach. That's not a big deal. Your velocity is going to dip. Okay. That happens. People get sick. Your velocity dips too. So have fun reporting that, <laughs> right? Holidays. Anybody get a lot done during uh, the month of December with Christmas holidays? I did. That's nice. Good for you. <laughs> did you get? <laughs> you shopped a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. You got all my shopping done. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I think our I think my teams did as good as they could, but our delivery was down. Of course, it was. Um, you know, other than that, you could just have bad luck too. Things just don't work out. Your velocity dips. Um, so really what we're trying to say with this podcast is, Hey, a velocity, when you're looking at it for your team, you could have peaks and valleys 
And that's okay. That's going to happen. Expect the peaks and valleys. Um, so that's what we were talking about. Uh, next week? Yep. Next week, we got uh, a new podcast coming. What's it called? Someone drew a line in the sand. <laughs> Come find out when someone puts in a hard deadline on you. What do you do? I mean, yeah. this is going to happen to you. This is this is the real world after all. Uh, one of the things that we'd like to call out, so Jack and I did launch a website. So if you want to go to scrum.com, scrumundersiege.com or scrumundersiege.net, it'll, it'll get you there. Yep. We basically have put all our episodes out there. In addition, Jack has this great blogging. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's very kind of you to say. There's some blogs out there. Watership down. It also gives you an opportunity to contact us. So if taking in Jeff's feedback, he'd like to yeah. hit some questions on our last interview. Said it was great. He just wanted to know more. You can always reach out to us. There's a contact form on there. It's hooked up to our email. You know, reach out that way. Otherwise, keep listening to us on all our favorite podcast hosting platforms and providers out there and we appreciate it yep thanks again for listening you guys and we appreciate it and we'll talk at you later